you a rusher? I'm on tempo. Or are you a dragger? I'm on tempo. Do we have to introduce this, or are we going to just let Nick you take know it? What? Oh. Hey, 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 this we is a bonus episode. a bonus episode with uh, our guest who has joined us before, Mr. Nick Maddie. <laughs> Nick, hello. Hello, hello. Nick's thanks, not- thanks for inviting me back. This is Nick's picks, and Cody wanted to call this an unsolicited Nick pick. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you wanted to call it that. Cody did, and oh, you're just no. pawning it off. I'll own that. That's mine. Oh, okay, cool, 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 um, cool. Nick, welcome. You were you joined us on the Ad Astra episode. I did. Yes. That was what, like a year and some ago. Yeah, I think so. It's yeah, been a while. Quite I just while I just ago. re-listened to that app because I, I yeah I realized I wasn't even on that app and I was like, oh, I don't even think I've listened. Since to that one that's yet. been released, I do want to point out James Gray has said the studio indeed interfered with his film and it's not the vision he set out to make. So James Gray, we are sorry. What for the studios that interfered with your film? When did he say that? Um, like in an interview for his newest movie Armageddon Time. Oh, oh, okay, all right. Uh, Nick, uh, you told us on the last episode kind of your your rundown of some of your favorite movies just for us to get to know you, but what are some movies you've seen recently that have really, uh, you've been a fan of that you've been jazzed by? Ooh, let me, let me pull up my letterbox because of my bad memory. Um, I know what you watched recently that you five starred. I did. Yes, I did. I, uh, really, you liked Oppenheimer. I did really like Oppenheimer. boy. I did really like it. Christopher Nolan. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Go away, Jared. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, I will not. <laughs> I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, so Across the Spider-Verse oh, I thought was that fantastic. Was super good too. I saw that twice. Great. I saw Asteroid City with several of you oh. here. That was really fun. Mm. That was um, great. Oh, you were uh, you were at that one? Yeah, we were. That was where we were split half and half. Yeah, I, I, I love like, that. I was like down there. Yeah, no, that was so good. And then uh, Caleb and I, we watched Manchester by the Sea. That w- I had to sit on that Whoa. for a while because I've been still, wanting to see it for a while. I still haven't watched it because I heard Ooh. it's just like heavy. It's like sad departed. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if really? I want to watch it again. It's like one of those oh. where it sticks with you, but you watch it and you're like, okay, I one don't and, think I need to see that. Again. One and done. Kenneth yeah. Lonergan, yeah. go watch his movie Margaret. No one's seen it and it's amazing. Watch oh. the director's cut. Sorry. Oh. Mm. Um, and great. what's your letterbox name so people can follow you? It is Boyo 34. Boyo. Boyo. <laughs> what's what's the Boyo 34 so, from? So my dad, he's always called me Boyo. Okay. And when I say that, they think it's like, they're like, oh, why do you get called Boyle? I'm like, no, no, no. No L at the end. Uh, and we're not Irish or Scottish or anything. I, I was no going to say, where that's a very from. Irish. No idea. Yeah. But he's just always called me Boyo. Boyo. And then it just stuck. So, and then 34 is my favorite number for no real reason. No. Uh, Shaquille I, O'Neal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Big Shaq fan over here. Um, well, you got to choose a movie tonight. Yeah. Uh, this is the second annual Snobby's Choice. Yeah, Tom Rotering got to choose Truman, Truman Show. Show and Do you consider yourself a snobby, time. Nick? Have you listened to many of our eps? I, here's the thing. You've been to a live show. Yes, I've been to a live show. Yeah. Um, uh, what's it called? Something at Rochefort. Young Girls of Rochefort. Young Girls of Rochefort. Mm-hmm. Really loved it. Really loved it. Yeah, you were in the back row, right? Yeah, I think Caleb said you could hear me. So I, yelled, I yelled something out. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have a mic. Every time around. they sang, he said, "Do it again, <laughs> encore." Uh, yes, but, no, that was a great show. Yeah, you guys, you guys watch a lot of things that I have not seen though, so I don't want spoilers. Yeah, but mm. I, I, uh, I felt compelled to start listening. So listen to eighth grade, and I heard mm. like the whole discrepancy between. 
film bro versus film snob. Oh, oh that was yeah, deep. That was, wow. I thought that was interesting. That, that was in the deep. film bro. That was, fun. <laughs> that was a fun. The but, whole like Law and Order music in the background. It was. By the way, F- FYI, if you if you're worried about spoilies, uh, the first like five or ten minutes of our show is not spoilers. Just first impressions. Okay. We will mention. Okay, we're going into spoily territory, and. So you could listen to five minutes of every episode if you wanted to, uh, but I will agree with you. Like most stuff that we have watched, um, a lot of people are going to be like, I could listen to this, uh, but I have no idea what this movie is about. <laughs> and it, it can be difficult sometimes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what, uh, what is that eighth grade? The only one that you've uh, checked out so far? Uh, Little Women back in the day oh, as well. Great one. So that was really fun. Great one. Um, and then... That's I, I didn't even listen to my own ad Astra. I was like I lived it, so I didn't I didn't really listen. You to that. should check it out. I probably should. Yeah, it's yeah. a good one. You get to hear there. how your voice sounds over audio. Most people who are guests are like, "Wow, I don't like how I sound." Yeah. Not us because we've heard ourselves so much that we've yeah. become comfortable with our own voices. And Joe doesn't even need headphones anymore. I, I have not listened to an episode with Cody, so oh. I need to hear him. That's being the golden a, era. His is, his is stalker onward. All right. So stalker All right. After I've hearing, after hearing his evidence, length, do we like declare Nick yeah. a snobby or not? Yay or nay, Eric? Huh? Oh, after hearing the is evidence? Nick a snobby. Is, he, uh, is, is Nick a snobby? Uh, it, that's hard. I would say no, but he came to a live show. So, yay or nay? I would say yay. Caleb? He came to a live show. He follows us. Yes. On Instagram. Yes. All right. That's a, that's a, you're not very active on the socials, but, um, I, shame. Yeah. (laughs) And you've been on an episode before. I'd say snobby. Yeah. I'd say snobby. I mean, he's here. So yeah, (laughs) I'll say yes. That's four for four at the unanimous snobby, which means we do get a snobby's choice. And Nick, I'm, I'm itching to hear what it is. Yes. I'm, I'm honored. Yes. So, so this film, what, what year, say, do, what, what year decade is this taking place? Um, it's in the 21st century and <laughs> thank I, you. <laughs> I'm going to go broader. We're going to start real far back. <laughs> and I feel like this is just the climax of everything good in the world. Oh, and whoa. I'm going to go with, uh, I saw it recently on my letterboxed Avengers Endgame. Wow. <laughs> He did it. I literally texted you guys. If Nick picks Endgame, I'm gonna walk out. No, I know that's 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 the joke. <laughs> I wanted to see your face. I wanted to see your face. I wasn't Jared, gonna walk out, Nick. But Jared just I was like, white. I gotta be here for three hours watching Jared Avengers was again. White as a ghost. <laughs> uh, he started sweating. <laughs> uh, good thing I brought those chili lime corn nuts from Sprouts. You did? Yay! Oh, that was that was good. I am so yeah. glad you Nick, did that. I, that I, was I respect amazing. I respect your taste, though although I do not share it. <laughs> he he told me he was gonna do that joke, and I still believed him. <laughs> I still that was like, a oh, great delivery. Actually, and he's like, now the joke's over. Now. I'm maybe pulled an audible. <laughs> and endgame. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um I did recently watch that with some people who've never seen it before and it was fun okay, but um cool, so the cool. film i'm actually choosing uh this is actually one of my favorite films <gasps> what it decade? came out in 2007 whoa um, okay, okay directed by ben affleck oh do you know oh gone baby gone no. gone baby gone oh, oh yeah. baby gone. wow yeah. i holy yeah, cow i just really i think it's the first time i saw it i watched it by myself and then I needed to find someone to talk to about it because the ending is just mind blowing. And I think it's just a very 
interesting situation and it depends on the day on what i would choose so i would love to talk to you guys about that fantastic so. wow can't wait to get into it and i think have you all seen it i don't cody didn't i don't think i it. have okay so oh. Yeah. I don't know. I, I saw this like when I came out and when it came out in high school and I loved it when I was in high school. Okay. Is this, is this, no, this is not his like first. It was with Casey. Like, directorial. Yeah, Casey Affleck I think it might Michelle be his Moynihan. first big directorial, like solo directorial effort. <laughs> when did Argo I'm come out? I'm completely like mixing this up with Gone Girl. <laughs> oh, this is better than Gone Girl. This is Gone Baby. I know. Uh, I have not. Wait, no. It's the prequel. I, I have down that I have seen this film. Casey Affleck starring. Really suck. <laughs> yeah, right. Holly right. from The Office. Uh, Morgan Freeman. I mean, come on. Yeah. Wow. No, they're all in there. Ed Harris. Maybe it was like cast. you thought you saw like Gone Girl, but also Million Dollar Baby. And you're like, you know what? I saw this too. Is that that boxing movie Pop with Ben Affleck? <laughs> you just got him mixed up. What the <laughs> and you've got it rated. Well, let's watch, rated. let's watch it so you can officially rate it. Let's yeah. let's watch it and talk about it rather than talking about talking about it. All right, let's go. All right. Gone baby, gone baby, gone baby. Are you okay? Gone baby. Are you alright? Oh, sorry. Okay. All right. My bad. I like to think yep. that all these movies are like part of the Affleck cinematic universe. They are. And like what all movies? Departed? Like yeah, yeah. Like Casey's the character town? went on to be a detective. Matt Damon went on to become <laughs> one of the greatest secret agents ever. <laughs> Ben Affleck, ben Affleck went back in time to save the American consulate in, in Iran. Wow. Casey Affleck was fun, friends with Will Hunting. Yep. As was Ben. Yikes. That's where it all started. That's this the Affleck phenomenal. cinematic universe. And then Casey actually killed Jesse James. So there's that too. Well, guys, we just watched Gone Baby Gone. Sorry, Gone Baby Gone. Ow. Is how it's pronounced. Um, what do we think? Are we all Nick? Yeah, yeah. Nick, take are you us gonna, away. do you want to host? <laughs> Here's the question, Nick. Um, because you picked the movie, so normally when we pick the movie, we like host and ask questions and all these things. Do you feel comfortable doing that, or do you want us to do that with you slash for you? Let's do a collaborative effort. Wow. Okay. I trust. I trust you guys. Okay. Okay. Well, here's so we. Oh, oh. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, we start off by going around and just getting everyone's initial thoughts. Spoiler-free yep. initial thoughts. Yep. If you're okay with that. Yeah, I can start. Go. Yeah. Um, so it's been years since I watched this, and I think even since then... Do we want to give it like a brief like synopsis? Yeah, first give a brief synopsis. Okay. A non-spoily synopsis. Non-spoily you synopsis. You're doing great, Nick. So you're doing phenomenal. Casey Affleck and Michelle Moynihan, their characters, they are private investigators, and they get hired by the aunt and uncle of oh, Amanda Amanda McCready McCready uh, because she is gone missing and it's just kind of an adventure of how they try to find her and there's a lot more to it than that <laughs> wow yeah, that was very whimsical <laughs> that was brief. an yeah. adventure to find her. a dark tale rather yeah I was trying to be positive <laughs> yeah but it's a tragic tale mm -hmm. that was great that was great. So, yeah. What, what, Way what faster. Your I don't think it's tragic, but... What's okay. your history? Whoa. <laughs> we'll get into that, I guess. Right. In the spoily territory. Um, 
Yeah, I haven't seen this in a long time. Without spoilers, I think the ending puts you in a moral situation. Hmm. And I just think it's fascinating to talk about. Because I feel like depending on the day, I can see either which way. Um, But yeah, I think this one hit harder for me. uh, Now having... Uh, niece also make sure you're right up on that mic niece just in and case. nephews perfect yeah you, uh, you got it and yeah i think just like the idea of you know children going missing things like that it just hit harder this time so hmm. first impression was still really enjoyed it um hmm. yeah saw it through a different lens there are some things that i saw throughout which was really interesting that we'll probably talk about later so yeah hmm. um yeah uh i Okay. <laughs> so in the intro, it was unclear whether I had seen this film. I had Andrew. not. I had not. No. Okay. <laughs> Yet another occasion of Eric rating yeah. a film he hasn't okay. seen. How many times is this? Okay. Eric? All right. I clearly thought this was something else when I rated it because I had not seen this film. Um, but yeah, this was phenomenal. I mean, I, I, I rated it pretty high, but I mean, it might be like, you already it, rated it? It could be. It could. Yeah. I gave it a four. Oh. I think it could be higher. Like, it's it's pretty phenomenal. Um, I love that it kind of goes. It's interesting. It kind of goes back and forth between being a mystery and like a philosophical debate on like what's right and wrong. Um, it poses that pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, so I loved I loved that because it, it fosters discussion afterwards, which is entirely what we're doing. Oh, huh, I guess we are. But oh. my huh. my non spoily thought is uh, that girlfriend sucks. Uh, that's, Whoa, that's Caleb, your turn. Okay, love that take, Eric. Love that take. <laughs> yeah. and we'll get into it later. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, that's, <laughs> it's it's complicated, is what it is. Okay, um, go ahead. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is I think my second time seeing it. Mm-hmm. I think I watched it by myself once when I, uh, I don't know, a few years ago. And then I think when I lived at the Dawson house, Austin, our old roommate, shout out Austin Pete Johnson. He's been on the podcast a few times. Bagel King of I think, Colorado yeah, Springs. I think him and his wife were watching it one time and I, I joined to watch it with them. But then I told my parents, I'm like, my dad kind of likes movies like this where it poses a, you know, this kind of moral question. And so my dad and mom watched it and my dad calls me the next day he just wanted to talk about it. he's like what what would you do what what's the right thing to do and i'm like <laughs> he's just like right he, yeah into he's it. like he's like right so, into at, at first i was like i know what the right things to do and then i thought about it more and i didn't know what the right thing to do was um i'm like yeah so i i, I like when movies do that um i think yeah. it asks good questions on what what is true justice uh and how do we mm. see that through um mm. yeah i like this movie great uh, and it goes like a, almost like a i like you know the intro with the voiceover it's almost like that noir you know yeah. voiceover i think casey I, does like a great i think it's fun voice. i like casey affleck a lot. his narration in this i thought it was i was like wow he does a great job he should do more right yep nice yeah i liked it as well um i think it's a tough movie a lot of tough subject matter um heavy stuff you kind of come out of the movie feeling a little dingy i think just going through all that with these characters is just there's a lot of heartbreak and a lot of uh evil Mm -hmm. and uh so i think that hits pretty hard um but overall i mean it's a pretty good mystery 
good twists and turns. Um, hmm. We'll get into some more spoily stuff later, but yeah, overall I liked it. I thought it was engaging. It was fun. Like all the twists and turns and you didn't know what was going on. And so I thought it was a good mystery. Yeah. Yo, what's up, everybody? Is your boy Jared Klopfenstein? That's right. I saw the Errors tour this summer. Hi, Jared. Um, we know I want to give a shout out to Sammy Wickham because she just redid our cover art. Hopefully, it's uh, up by the time this app comes be. out. It will be. And yeah. I do have um, to say that I am I am becoming a more humble person because I used to be the center of the film. Snobs I knew podcast. you were going to say that. Okay. I freaking cover knew. Art. And now you were gonna I share the center not with Eric, not with Caleb, but with our newcomer now, uh, co-best <laughs> snob Cody Martin. Cody, he how deserves you to be in the middle. He's literally mid-sentence in his cover art. <laughs> Actually. Actually. <laughs> With the finger up. Yeah. Anyways, everyone, uh, give us your thoughts on Cody and the cover art, because he looks dope. And Ricky and Ethan mm. are still mm. there as, uh, what do we call them? Force, Force ghosts. Force ghosts. <laughs> um, you know, I love, I've, I got this movie uh, from the library as a DVD when I was in high school, when Whoa. it came out, because I saw um, both... Uh, Ebert and Roper I watched for like a year. He was still alive. Yeah, they would do it and they both gave it two thumbs up, I think. And then Amy Ryan was nominated for Supporting Actress at the Oscars. So I, they actually thought she was going to win. She got blindsided by Tilda. We love you, Tilda. I I thought you were going to say Sandra Sandra Bullock. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I knew Amy Ryan from here before I knew Amy Ryan as Holly from The Office. So to me, Holly was out of character, not this. That's the first thing I saw her in. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think this movie holds the heck up. Um, as far as 2000s crime drama goes, puts the departed to shame, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> Definitely in the language. Kind of reminds me of Mystic River. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's yeah. kind of that You were never vibe. really here vibes. Mm, no. No? Uh, Mystic prisoners. R- not Prisoners, no. no. I think this is better than You're pris- saying like of the time, though? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it doesn't. It actually, doesn't remind me of prisoners. I think the moral quandary in this makes way more sense than the prisoners one. Um, Ooh. Okay. Casey Affleck, when he's on his game, is one of the most electrifying actors, American actors. I think wow. um, his performance in Jesse James is one of the best performances by any actor I've ever seen. And I think he's great here. I think he's a great leading man. I think Michelle Monaghan doesn't get enough credit. She's always solid. Ed Harris is solid in this movie. So good, yeah. So good. Uh, I'm not typically like, oh, Morgan Freeman's great. He did something with his eyes in the last scene that I'm like, that was great acting. Yes. Um, Electrifying is an interesting adjective because he basically plays a very laid back kind of That's what... Yeah. is almost stoic. that's what's interesting interesting about, about casey affleck yeah. you can feel the emotion coming out of him doing nothing yeah it's like there's something between the camera and him that you can just it's not yes. that he's jittery but there's almost a jitteriness i don't know how to ex- explain it he's pr- he's very present yeah like you do not th- like that end that end scene and i won't say what but like that end scene where he's talking and he's giving the monologue on the driveway mm. i I I removed him from acting. Like yeah. Yeah, I was like, this is a man, yeah, believing and being in this scene. Like yeah. he was not acting. It was so good. It was so so good. Phenomenal. Ben, yeah, scene. Ben Affleck's directorial debut is definitely his best movie. Yeah. Um, this has some missteps, but the things that work work so well. This was the debut. I believe it was his first movie directed. Okay. 
I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, you just wrote Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. I also like the triple uh, mystery structure where there's like a first act mystery that takes like an hour and then there's like a 20 minute one that we kind of burn through and then there's yeah. another one at the end. I like that a lot. Yeah. And the, yeah, the last 15 minutes without some, if there weren't some flashbacks in there, it would be a pretty solid end to a noir crime thriller thriller movie. Those flashbacks are kind of lame. But other than that. It was his debut. Um, yeah. Surprised. I didn't think this would hold up when we watched it tonight. I was Dude. like, this isn't going to be as good as I thought it was. And it was better than I thought it was. His next was The nice. Town. Yeah, The Town. Jeremy Renner. Yeah, so good. That, that was pretty good. Sorry, too. I rambled a little bit. No, 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 you're good. good. Oh, yeah. and also, can we start calling him Ben Establishing Shot Affleck? <laughs> <laughs> Every time a scene switch, it's like, here's some people from Boston, here's some people from Boston, here's some people from Boston, and here's our main character. Be- better, than, better than Endgame? Are you a little sad that we didn't do Endgame? Not sad at all. <laughs> and I also do think there uh... is... A right decision here, and I think the movie presented a right decision. I'm saying that up front. Whoa. Hot take. Yes. And I'll explain why. Yeah. Um, so we can just, can we like dive into yes. spoilies now? Dive or just spoilies. Yes. We are now Spoily. entering the spoily territory. Oh. First time Caleb's like, done that. We're going part. down a, a <laughs> roller coaster. New, is that our new spoily thing? <laughs> we're going down people? a roller coaster. Put a roller coaster sounds. Yeah, are you alone on this roller coaster? No, my phone! No. <laughs> Jared's just screaming in the back. All right. What, what, what you got, Nick? <laughs> yeah. Um, so something I noticed in this uh, is God. I feel like just like in tragedies in life, there was this one scene where hmm. Amanda was declared dead in the hospital. Yeah. And Casey Affleck and... Uh, Michelle are just laying in the bed and then it shows like Amanda like has been deceased and they're like all right on to sports and just like how fleeting pain can be in the moment and then yeah. it's just on to like the, the rest of the world just continues to move on and how it's perceived in news as well is yeah. is that it's like it's a story it's enticing it's sexy it brings people in people want to know what about what's what's going on about it and then poof, gone onto sports what's a funny thing that happened in yep. sports who won who lost like yeah it was yeah. stark it and was even an offhanded comment at real one point early on in the movie where um somebody was like oh this is like a great day for channel nine or something i didn't hear that yeah, there was oh like a God. very offhanded comment about that so yeah. i think that was like intentional yeah mm-hmm. yeah that was yeah good. just those subtleties and then like it pans out and they're just sitting there still in their emotions where like yeah the rest of the world just continues to move on yeah and i think it just i think it paints a really beautiful picture of like tragedy and hardship and like that's where everyone is at when they're in the moment mm-hmm. and then just everything else just passes you by so just wanted to sell on that for a moment i don't really have any specific yeah. questions but just yeah dropping that in no they mm-hmm. do they do a really good job of highlighting kind of real people going through pain and how they handle it and what they go through. Um, I thought they did a pretty good job for that, in my opinion. Yeah. I think they also kind of touched on, um, <laughs> the, the mom's friend, Dottie, um, <laughs> kind of had this, kind of had some, some establishing lines at the beginning of like, everybody wants their moment mm-hmm. Yeah, of this, like 
this kind of like jealousy over yeah. pain and we already suffering. talked to the it's, cops why are they here yeah. oh, they just want their moment yeah they just want their moment but like yeah, yeah there is yeah. that sense of like oh the community's all involved and it's like all you know right but like oh they're all on alert and it's like everybody's just sitting on their porches like they always are and right. like nothing's really different but everyone's like kind of having their moment being a part of this thing and she wasn't necessarily wrong so she was too yeah like exactly she, this is why she was there she was standing next to her friend when she was in the cameras she was there when the kid came home right in the same position right next to her friend right in front of the cameras if she didn't care about that she'd be in the back yeah. yeah. And Helene, I thought of that that specific comment from Dottie and Helene, yeah. like when the car is pulling up with Amanda in the cop car and she's like Fixing making sure her hair. her hair is all good and kind of yeah. like making sure oh, that she yeah. looks good in the spotlight. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's interesting that they she also like want that moment. Dr- she was more dressed up too than, than we had seen her in previous scenes. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. She definitely had like, you know, a line prepared which was very interesting. She, mm. she was like, you know, you, you hold them in your hearts, but you hold them in your arms, you know, you know, or something like that. It was just like, I think she had that one in her back pocket. Ready I to think go. she said that in the mirror a thousand times. <laughs> Cause she, she knew she was going to be on camera when her kid came back. She knew all, all the cameras were going to be on her and everything. So she needed to say something nice. And she cared more about that public perception than she did like being in the moment or like just, just being herself and like mm. just maybe maybe not letting all the cameras come around she yeah. could have refused them to be there i guess i don't I think know. there's there's could be two things going on though hmm. she wanted as much exposure as possible to find her daughter so mm-hmm. it's a way of thanking them for being a part of helping with that hmm. you could be cynical about it or you could say it's both things at the same time hmm I don't want to just paint her as the worst person ever. She definitely was painted pretty badly (laughs) in the beginning of the movie. God, she sucked. (laughs) But Hmm. yeah, she's coming off drugs. It's hard. It is. Yeah. It is a hard thing. And she said, you know, although I want my kid back, if, if that happens, you know, I'll get off drugs and everything like that. Um, And that was, she said that during a very emotional, that was when she started breaking down. Um, after what she had seen at the house with her friend getting killed. She looked off drugs at the end. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. She looked, she looked clean. Yeah. Looked like she was trying to, you know, be in a healthy relationship and, you know, make something work. So yeah, man. Wild. Oh, I have so many questions or things. I have, I have a question. So like, yeah, so let's, so let's, let's go there, I guess. Yeah. So thinking about, I guess like the question comes up of like, does Helene actually love Amanda? Yeah. Or does she just love herself? What, what do you guys think? Yeah. She totally loves her daughter. Otherwise she wouldn't be breaking down crying on Casey Affleck. She's putting up a front. She's a tough Boston girl. She's got these people around. She wants to seem tough. She's got all these people around her that are dangerous. And then the one time where she feels like she's safe with someone, she doesn't feel safe with her brother, obviously. She doesn't feel safe with her sister-in-law, who's just judging her the whole time. She doesn't feel safe with the cops who yell at her. Uh, Casey Affleck's kind of like her, um, a Boston person, and he knows some people she knows. And in the moment where she's with him alone is the moment that she's able to express her love because she's got a mask up the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I don't think, I think it would be unfair of us to judge that character as not loving her daughter in a way, even though she was all, she was terrible. She's on drugs that does things to people. That doesn't mean you don't love somebody. That does. I didn't say she was loving her well. Right. I don't. Yeah. yeah Cause she's, she's uh she's not necessarily a good mom, but no bomb mom. But I think, yeah, she still does love bomb her daughter How dare you. in some, and she makes a lot of horrible mistakes in loving her daughter. Like leaving her in the car for two hours yeah. in the heat. So like, but I don't like, think her love for her, I don't know. Like if she I, had, I don't, if I she don't loved think it could her, be like one or the other. If she loved her, would she have left her in the car? If she loved her, would she be doing lines at a bar for two hours? If I, well, I know my I wife, would I have said something mean to her? I know on a time. small I do scale. Sometimes. I mess up. I know on a small and scale, my people. parents, Different my parents scale. love me. Different scale. But they didn't always, it's you know, always like scalable. do the right thing in parenting me. But I knew they still loved me. Yes, but these, but these so these it's a mis- small so small scale. These mistakes are not leading to potential death. Like she could have. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this this woman. This was not the first time that she almost killed her child. Yeah, I don't know. Multiple times. Yeah, but there's also the question Multiple of it's times. not just like your faculties aren't in the right mind when you're addicted. I understand there's that. There's a substance sure. abuse thing that she wasn't able to break the cycle of. I understand that. Um, that doesn't mean she doesn't love her daughter. That means she's a slave to something else rather than having the responsibility she should have. Agreed. I'm... No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't on the. Does she love her train? But she's doing a terrible job as a mother. That's that's, that's the train I'm yeah. on. She's she's not doing a great job. The fact that she hadn't already had her kid taken away is yeah. surprising. It's like Mayor of Easttown. I'm not going to spoil oh, that either. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. Another one of Michael's love. Oh, Cody, Another I want to know what's in your. I want to know what's in your know. brain right now. I, what's going on? I think I'm kind of closer to Eric on this. In well. I, I think you made a good distinction, Jared, and I think that that is part of the question that we're trying to answer: is where does love go from being an emotion and like an expression into a behavior and yeah. and an actual acting out in a relationship? Um, if she loved her daughter, would she do these things? Yeah, it's, she has an emotional attachment to her daughter but she doesn't necessarily do the things to be a better mother or to love her daughter better or mm-hmm. things like that. Like, and they even showed that at the end, mm-hmm. like they showed that maybe even if she was off drugs, it's almost even worse. Like if she's off drugs and she's still like, Oh, I'm going to leave my kid here. Maybe somebody will watch her, but I don't know. And yeah. like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I thought that was pretty telling. There, I, like, yeah. it, I like, disagree with that too. The fact that the fact that Casey has a girlfriend kind of gives the 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 audience a little bit of like a okay, it's been some time. Yeah, it's been some time. So it's not like a week later. It's probably months yeah. later. But <laughs> like, yes, this is the guy who helped find your child. So you have some imbued sure. trust in this person. Sure. But she's still willing to just leave. I thought she was going to leave him with Casey. And then yeah. at the last second, she's like, oh, I don't know. Dottie might babysitter. Yeah. And I was like, Dottie, That's the God word. almighty. That was, that was her way of getting Casey to stay. I don't think so. I don't, I don't get, I don't get that. She's going to, Dottie was going to come, but she's like, well, if you stay, I can leave earlier. Well, Dottie, Dottie wasn't necessarily coming. 
she was like she's gonna find out in five minutes that she's yeah, watching my yeah. child she had already made the decision that she hadn't even arranged it yet but she had made the decision she, to go out before even finding somebody she knew could watch her well, you know it's knew, reversed it's reversed she you, knew you he find was coming child over. care and then you have yes, plans yes you you, can she, knew, she see. knew she knew casey affleck was coming over no, she, she knew her plan she the whole time i'm sorry that still she makes her that. a bad mom <laughs> no it she still did makes her when a did bad casey, mom did casey just show up randomly yes because he does that to everyone or the did, whole or, movie. No, we just cut, or we did cut she, to them in the room. He might have been there a while, and she's like, he's going to want to stay in Or did she invite him over yeah. and have this conversation, yeah. hoping to manipulate him there into babysitting? Go. Boom. That's, that's Terrible mom. Terrible mom. That. But you can't say what you said either. That's what I'm trying to say. No, I we can't. Don't, we don't know enough information. It's in the lines. It it's is all, in the lines. We're also so. watching the scene, Jared. It's <laughs> we're not, the, not watching the scene. It's literally in the lines that she says... That she like doesn't know if somebody will watch her kid, but she's already planning to go on the date. Yeah, but she's like, mean, I don't but know. That maybe doesn't Dottie. mean she will leave her kid. She already because she's already late. I so she it, might not necessarily leave before someone shows up. That's that's an assumption that's unfair to her. It's emotional. It no. Uh, it, it's no. she's manipulating Casey. I think yeah, that's terrible. Totally, she's manipulating him. It's terrible. But that's not meaning that she's going to leave her daughter there alone. It's that's still showing. It's still showing that the daughter is not the priority it is still showing a selfish she has not grown how is that loving she has not to grown her daughter to it's have, not. i think it's loving to have casey affleck there she needs she needs a male presence in her life to help jared her. your uh, hole is getting deeper is throw the shovel away you don't think that's beautiful at the end that casey this affleck is, is jared, in her life? jared i will say that scene at the end was one of the most like cool redemptive beautiful things that casey was like sitting with her and he was like i'm gonna take care of this girl this is like a really cool thing what we're arguing is not that what we're saying is that after this happened she should definitely have been different she and she was not yeah people are people are works in progress man i think you guys are being too harsh on a woman who oh, just come no, off no, 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 no. Yeah, I am not being harsh on a woman. Thank you are. This is, ev- no, no. Thank I'm being are. harsh on you. You are way too bought into this yeah, lady. You this are is, way, <laughs> way too bought into this lady. You're on I'm the not, wrong. I'm not the one yelling right you're now. You're on the wrong side because you're wrong. You are I feel, wrong. I feel like I just came in here, pulled the pin out of a grenade and just dropped it and left. <laughs> I like to err on mercy rather than judgment. This is the most I like to err on we've grace. been lately. Go this do is, it. Uh, this is interesting. Err on mercy instead of judgment. She'll be left at home alone here here's what i'll say yeah. i think the whole movie like a man like amanda is an afterthought for helene like even at the yes. end he's asking a question what about amanda she's like what about amanda like that's her yeah. instant response because she's so focused on herself and how she's looking for her date mm-hmm. and wanting to focus on herself so i think like we won't know Ever. It didn't show in the film that if she would actually live with her child, I think based on evidence, we could assume so. At least that my assumption is more negative, probably. I think I agree with Michelle's character, like she won't change, which isn't great. I think people can change. I believe based people on the can history, change too. I'm saying she hadn't changed yes, in that scene. Correct. She we hadn't changed it. and it had been months, maybe weeks, but it, it had been a time that yeah. since the incident. Yeah. And Casey knew enough to not let Dottie babysit Amanda. She was like, I don't know, maybe Dottie. And Casey was like, hell no. I guess I'm going to have to babysit her because yeah. you're leaving 
and you're not taking care of this. So I guess I'm going to have to take care of this. But that's where I think the beauty of the movie is, is it's not in... That's where... I'm going to jump into the end. Fine. That's where in the end, Mm -hmm. everyone's saying, well, the people who say Morgan Freeman was right to steal the child because that child was going to have a bad life. <laughs> Put a little bit more on that. Like, what, what, what's going on in the, in the end? What's going on in the end is Morgan Freeman steals the child from this woman because she who's, thinks... Who's the captain? Who's the police captain? Who's the police captain who's yeah. in charge of his the investigation. His daughter was killed. For, his daughter was killed, so he's using it as a placebo for that. Yes. Um, and it's freaking weird, in my opinion, to steal a child <laughs> and not tell anybody. To give her a better that life. Was, well, that's, well, here's the thing. What happens when he gives her a better life? Brissant gets killed. Mm-hmm. Um, Casey and his girlfriend break up. There's, there's a lot of ramifications that happen around around stealing oh, yeah. a child that the movie show that I love but also Casey Affleck argues back to him the, the guy's like you're you're gonna feel so bad when this child has a terrible life and then Casey's like Epic well speech. no if she finds me in 20 years then I'm gonna feel bad because this little girl is gonna want to know where she came from and who her family is and that I didn't give her back to that and that was her right and what Casey Affleck does the movie says social services looks into everything says that at the end when she's taken back by law they have to look yep. into and what the okay. movie does is it says it's trying to it, some people would say it's personal responsibility versus institutional justice right mm-hmm. and the movie does both because casey affleck is willing to work within the institutional systemic justice that does fail all the time right and gives her back to the mother i guess uh cpd cps says it's yeah. fine he knows it's not a great situation. And he knows it's not a great situation, which is why, unlike most institutions, he follows through. Personal responsibility is still there. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, you know what? The system may fail because she may be a terrible mother, but I'm going to be here to watch her. And I know that that's the right thing rather than giving her to a stranger. Mm-hmm. Done deal. The movie mm-hmm. tells you what the right thing to do is if you can see it. Anyways, I'm done for now. Yes. Yeah, no. So anyways, that's why I'm saying... That's, that's why I think but that's that why I'm last saying, scene like, is so beautiful. Us, well, that's why I'm saying we shouldn't judge her too harshly because Casey sees people are sinful. He's seeing the depravity of the world. And do I just say, you're awful? Or do I just say, you know what? You're working through some things. I'm going to help you through that. Well, I think that's yes. his view. And I think that's helps us have a little more grace for the mother rather than saying she's going to leave her kid. You know I think I that's mean? more re- redemptive rather than, yes. you know, we have the... Um, are, we're very reactive in where we just toss, throw the baby out with the bathwater of like bad lost analogy. cause. Um, what I'm, I on, I said throw, bad analogy on all accounts. What? Because throw, throw the baby in this movie. Throw the baby in. You know what? It's, it's probably bath. <laughs> just all bad. Well, it's <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's apropos. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I do think there is some redemption there on rather than mm-hmm. just saying lost cause no chance in change we're going to you know not, i don't know trust the system but like mm-hmm. go into the system and see that there's change and redemption rather than um yeah say yep nope you're a lost cause and uh we're just going to dismiss you altogether because mm-hmm. probably her life amy ryan's life what helene mm-hmm. um if you know her daughter's gone probably just goes way down yeah if, sure so probably back into substance abuse and and addiction and whatnot no uh <laughs> i think it's i think i think it is that and i do agree i think that it's the the argument is 
not that giving the child back every time will result in the best outcome, but that you at least have leave space for that opportunity. You have to, but I, I thought the ending, I, there was, there was redemption there. It wasn't super positive for me though. Yeah. Like in terms of him sitting there, there was some sweetness to it, but there was some mm-hmm. bitterness to it as well. Definitely. Uh, kind of like you were saying, Jared, like that the cost of that, and it's not saying, Hey, this was the bright, cheery, sparkling option. Like this was hard and bad, mm-hmm. but it was probably the lesser of yeah. the bad. Yeah. And so I think at the end there's, there's a mix of sadness as well in just sure. terms of he's alone and he's kind of watching this kid and she's not there to watch the kid after she said on the news, like, don't ever let your kids out of your sight. And like, right. So yeah. like, I, I just think, I think the movie, I don't think it's judgment. I like, I don't think the movie or even Eric or I are necessarily like judging her, but it is recognizing that like human sin and evil and those things and that it is a reality and that you have to sit in that sometimes and try and make something good out of it. But like at the end of the day, people are going to still be bad mothers. People are going to, yeah you know, love people, but not actually act that out and love them. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely felt like when that scene was unraveling and happening, redemption was basically the only word that I was kind of like seeing in this thing. Hey, snobbies. Um, just had to add this in here as a little extra tidbit, but, um, apparently according to my wife, on the Barbenheimer episode, I said the word unvelop about 28 times and um, pointed out furthermore that that is not a word. So this is the part of the podcast, as you can tell immediately after I'm done talking, where my brain breaks and tries to think of a different word besides unvelop, which is not a word. Uh, Enjoy. Because when when the scene was kind of unfolding, um, Casey was standing next to the wall. And in that moment, I thought, like, he's there to look after this girl. He's there to make sure that she's all right. Like, his girlfriend's main qualm for leaving was that we're sending this kid back to a terrible environment. And in my head, Casey was standing there because he was like, that's not good enough. So I need to make sure that this, that this thing happens. I'm basically playing the, the Morgan Freeman role in this where I am making sure this kid is, is growing up and having a good life. And, and then when he's sitting there and taking care of her and babysitting her, I was just like, God, this is great. This is this is so like he's taking it upon himself to make sure that the outcome happens it's that he wants to happen. So much easier and cleaner to say just take the child out of that bad situation and then all of a sudden everything becomes rosy. Right. Um of course. But it's way more difficult and probably better for that child and for the person parenting that child to say, you know what, you're in a bad place 
and I'm going to walk with you through your struggles to help both of you get to where you need to be rather Mm -hmm. than that's bad. Reject that. Just take this innocence, get it over here. Then it'll be pure like us. And then that will just rot in the gutter. Yeah. We could ignore that giant elephant in the room for the rest of our life. And like, (laughs) let's say Casey decided to, to do that. Um, I mean, he lives with these people (laughs) day in and day out. He wouldn't make it a week before he tells somebody where that kid is. Like, he would never be able to ignore the reality that um, this kid is being taken away from their family. That's that's the fact. That's the truth. And that them going back into a bad situation, um, it's what's right. It's not necessarily what's best. Yeah, I I appreciate his conviction throughout because even after, you know, going backwards, he executes the pedophile, mm-hmm. and then <sighs> Remy is like, yeah. "Did you do what was right?" And like in the moment, he's like, "No, like I would have I would have done something different." So I appreciate his conviction. Yeah. I think thinking about your guys's point, I think it's pretty optimistic thinking like, yes, he does take it upon himself, and it's very beautiful, but he won't always be there. No, like, and I think that's the messiness that the movie kind of leaves oh, yeah. you with, like what happens when he's gone. And I, and I just wonder too, like we're, we're all like late twenties, early thirties. That's the Casey Affleck was 31 and Morgan Freeman. He says like, when you're where I am in 30 years, like I just, maybe an idea for a few 30 year podcast, rewatch this in 30 years and let's see what all of our hot takes are <laughs> by then. Um, but yeah, I, I do just wonder like, yeah. I feel like, I mean, I'm not that old, but the older I get, I do feel, I see a lot more gray. I feel like in life and mm-hmm. I feel like Morgan Freeman was very like, kind of like, Hey, you're a man of conviction. I see where you're at. See my perspective in 30 years and then get back to me, you know? And, and, and I just wonder, like, as he's sitting there thinking, I just wonder if he's toying with the idea, like, did I make a mistake? Me sitting here owning this. I just, I just wonder what he's thinking. Yeah. Like even being in the field that I'm in, uh, and having seen a lot of situations where kids have to go back into families, um, because that's the the legal next step is like next of kin. And so, or, or even just going be- right back into the situation that was bad. Um, it's, it's for sure hard not to be like, <laughs> want to snatch up the kid and give him a good life and, mm. you know, and, and not go back into, um, a terribly neglectful or abusive or, um, dangerous environment. Um, but that's yeah if we're talking like you know what's i think morgan morgan's role in this movie was playing out the fantasy of Hmm. like probably what a lot of people in these positions police firefighters justice (laughs) right yeah yeah. and uh what we've all wanted to do is like give them a better life and take it and casey's standing there being like i get it trust me i do you're wrong you're wrong yeah, I I think most of us are probably in agreement that Casey did the right thing. Um, 100%. But, I don't know, man. But, uh, but, but who did the wrong like thing? But what I will say... Morgan Freeman! What I will say... His wife! Is um, that I think part of... I think an interesting aspect of Morgan Freeman's argument is is this idea of family and like this kind of assumption that like 
it's always better to be with family. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, I did it for her. Yeah. Okay. I also, so did it. I also did it for me. Yeah. 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 And he was just like, yeah, so, he was just replacing his yeah. Yeah. dead daughter, dude. Yeah. God. Yeah, it's it's freaking weird. Dude. It is. It is. But I do think that there, I think it is something that should be evaluated in general because I think for a long mm. time, there's always an assumption that like, I think there's been a lot of abuse and things perpetuated within families because it's like, well, they're family. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's best to be with family. It's always this stuff. And I was thinking of the the John Mayer song, In the Blood. Yeah. Uh, or was that, that Coldplay? It's John Mayer. <laughs> oh, sorry. Coldplay's better. Um, they do a rush of blood to the head. That yeah, sounds better. Yeah. Um, either way, I, I, think, I think that is a strong consideration that we have to have in society of like, is it like regardless of whether the systems work and all of these things is it always better to be with blood relatives no or is the nuclear family all we thought it was yeah and i think what the movie tries to wrestle with i think it's actually a very american problem um more than europe is um my individual moral code better than the collective moral code we've decided on as institutionally governments all of this so like i see there's all things all the time that i see where i'm like i would love to change that i think i see this person who is homeless and they have mental issues it's not even drug issues Mm. and i don't have the right to go and help them and get them to help the help they need like individually i'm like i wish i had the ability to have to be able to help them right Mm -hmm. but i can't because collectively we've decided in general that's not what we can do and you kind of have to find a way in your life to if we're not in like an evil dictatorship where it's like everything the country is doing is wrong like all right am I just going to say I'm better than everybody else and take justice into my own hands every time? Or am I going to work through the system and trust that there is a more sovereign plan above me and, um, help who I can when I can. That's kind of what the movie's wrestling with. And I think the movie's saying being a vigilante justice person actually isn't the right thing because it creates a whole lot of other ramifications around it. Yeah. Um, and that's why I love Casey Affleck walking around lonely at the end. Because it's like, mm. it's hidden life-ish, actually. Where he's like, I'm the only one I know around me who thought this was a good thing other than the mother. And mm. it's yeah. kind of lonely doing the right thing sometimes because everyone else has their right thing. Wow, yeah. Yeah, I, so that's something I've been thinking about that's a lot lately. Um, probably more in a faith context. But still, like doing the right thing is costly. And it's going to cost you your reputation, might cost you your career, might cost you relationships. Yeah. And you have to live with that. But like, at least your, your conscience is clean. And I think you can know that like, all I know is I did the right thing and it cost me a lot, but like, yeah, I just kind of have to live with those ramifications. At first I was kind of shocked that they like had the girlfriend leave him. I was like, what and then i was like oh this is to show that there is a cost Hmm. like there is definitely and you know it's not totally unrealistic that that kind of thing might happen but 
I was just kind of like, man, geez, I thought she was better than that. She's not. Um, <laughs> anyway, but but yeah, that you're right that there's that that was there was the whole line of things to be like, yeah, there was definitely a cost to this, and like they had to like stop on his face when she leaves the door, mm-hmm. and he's just kind of like he just kind of sighs and like drops his eyes, and it's just, he's just like, man. It's all coming. It's all coming down. But I think I think I still did the right thing here. I do think it's it's in that moment where she says, "I'll hate you if you do," and she has like minutes to make this decision. Yeah, and it's not like okay, well, let me think about it. I'll get back to you in a couple weeks. Yeah, it's like I have to make a decision now and like quick process. So already he's struggling. Like, what do I do? And he had that whole, you know, confrontation with Morgan Freeman. And then she's says pretty much we, I I will break up with you. We will not be together if you do this. And now he's like, Oh great. Another thing. I love that. I love that shot where it looks like they're contemplating it. And then the cop cars. I was just like, that's heartbreaking. That was, yeah, that was a good shot. Anyway, sorry. Uh, no, I, yeah, with what Caleb was just saying, um, the cost and like, I can see this line of thinking evolving into Ed Harris and into Morgan Freeman. I can see this sort of self righteousness forming after you do the right thing. Like, and I, you know, it's kind of perfect to have this play out in cops of like, people who are supposed to stand for justice to do the right thing, to right wrongs, do all this stuff. And you, I think you could kind of see, um, a trajectory where, uh, Casey Affleck ends up like Ed Harris because wow. there's still this strong conviction of mm-hmm. doing right where it's like, I'm going to plant evidence. Yeah. This was I'm his, ed, to, this yeah. was his plant evidence story. Yeah. I'm going to kill that Ed people. had. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to do the right thing. Right. And I think it is, I mean, like a lot of the cop movies we've watched, it, it's kind of this double side of the same coin mm. of the darkness that can kind of come with that, where it's like uh, your conviction that you're doing the right thing can lead to you behaving just like the people you were trying to catch. And I like the, how it both shows like they're all men of conviction. They just make different choices. Like I love the line, like when his last line was, I love children. And like, you know, like he's doing everything Mm. for the children from his perspective, what is, what was the right thing for the children at that time? You know, like his planting the drug story for Amanda, things like that. This is the, this is the dark night story. It's like, I will die to myself in order Mm -hmm. to do what needs to be done. And it's like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do, I'm gonna do whatever. I'm gonna do whatever it takes. Yeah, the scene at the hospital where he's just like, wouldn't you do, what would you do in that situation? Would you just leave that kid? FNA. In that, that FNA. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. FNA. Um, yeah. But what did, what, what did they do that Casey Affleck didn't? They broke the law. They, 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 they did gave something in, that they was gave wrong. In, yeah, they gave in to that urge. Yeah. The, the urge, the, 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 the climax moment in the driveway where Morgan Freeman's like, this is where you bend. And Casey's like, I'm not bending. Ed Harris is like, I'm going to lie. I'm going to plan evidence. Morgan Freeman's like, I'm going to literally kidnap. Yeah. And in case Casey you're Affleck's ignore like, I'm not going to Casey, do that. Casey executed an, and a that's, guy. But, but he was willing Ooh. to admit that he was wrong to do that. Sure. But that doesn't mean that he didn't. Uh, y- your question was, what did he do 
and he did that. Well, with the girl. And he lied. You almost he, forget that he, he did do that. He did a bunch of illegal <laughs> things. That, that was, he did a bunch of illegal things. That is true. He did. That, what else did he do? That was illegal? the turning point, though, for him. The, the, so that was the moment he realized this isn't worth it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. He pulled so a gun on a guy. Yeah. So like, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, yeah, I think that that whole moment is like, okay, well, taking the law into my own hands and doing that vigilante stuff and trying to shoehorn. Uh, justice into what I think is right. Like he realized what he did work. was wrong. That's the difference between him and the others. Yeah. Yeah. He had I that know, moral conviction. Yeah. It was like yeah. murders a sin. Am I going to hell? Like he just like literally was just like, did I just make the worst decision of my life? And Ed Harris is like, forget it. Like he's, he's literally, the de- it. he's literally the devil on the shoulder. He's just like, Hey, forget about it. Don't worry about it. But like, even like the in the subtle ways of his girlfriend saying like I'm proud of you and he's like are you? Like oh, no no he's like you're proud of me. Like he's he he's just like mulling it over. It's like wow. Wow, you're proud of me from this. This that's oof. You should not be proud of me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like it's showing what conviction should be in mm. Casey Affleck whereas conviction for these men was concrete never moving never contemplating it was rigid it was this is the right thing to do because i think it and the true conviction is having the integrity and the humility to like investigate your own yeah motivations and investigate your own reasons for doing something or if something was right or wrong and in my opinion morgan freeman and ed harris are the chorus like they are what I feel like a lot of people would decide to do. And like in that moment, yeah, I'd kill the guy. I'd kill him. Pedophile? Yeah. If I caught him, just murdered a person, boom, yeah. dead. I like that mentality. I think it's a it's a lot more popular. It is. Than I think a lot of people yeah. would admit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that whole thing. Yeah, that where he was like, you did what was right. You know, Ed Harris to him at the end. You did was right. And like, I totally get Ed Harris. Like, I would have the urge to want to plant evidence on that guy. Like, I get it. Like, here's my... Mo- yeah, he was faced. He was like, here's my moment. Yeah. Kid is in a better situation if I plant evidence. If I leave, how can I live with myself? That's where you become God, right? Exactly. Which is what's dangerous about it. Yes. Yes, yeah. they gave in. At the, at the same time, like, I really like your point of like, I wonder how many right decisions... Morgan Freeman and Ed Harris made over and over and over again. And they just saw it fail time and time again. And like, that's why, like, I think it's easy to sit here and be like, oh yeah, Casey Affleck did the right thing. But then like, yeah, I just wonder 30 years down the road, the more life he lives, the more things he sees. Oh, where he's like, man, cops life is more convoluted than that. So much that like the, the, the amount of things that they have to see and experience and do and, and just it grinds them down. But with Morgan Freeman, his breaking point was definitely his daughter dying and him thinking, God, if I wouldn't just do anything, and I mean anything, to have changed that outcome. And that's where he gave up. He was just like, if I'm ever... It, it, it's so... You literally see it on his wall. There's a shot of him in the paper and it said, never again. Or something like that. It was like, I'll never let this happen again. It was (laughs) very obvious. But that's where he completely gives in to the idea that I'll do whatever it takes. Him and Ed Harris are one and the same. 
in that mentality. It was like, I'll do whatever it takes to make sure that this never happens again. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if I go down. He was so calm at the end because he was just like, I, I, I have already resented, resigned to the idea that this outcome is an, inevit- an inevitability uh, for my life. And so be it. I'm willing to risk that because I never want this to happen again. It's yeah. Crazy. And then there was that other newspaper clipping on the wall that said, I kidnapped Amanda. Did you see that one? <laughs> that was a yeah, good, that was like I, uh, a hint. Yeah. That was, that was, that was pretty good. Nobody they held on it, it for like that. 25 seconds. <laughs> and then, and then they start going to all the newspaper scenes and one of them says like, hires are so safe. Yeah. It's, like, it's yeah. right in front of you the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. I hope, yeah, 30 years down the road, I'm sure I'll encounter plenty of injustices and I hope yep. I don't get jaded enough to where I think that I can handle anything or just not even like social injustices but just in in my life i'll experience things that i'll probably get jaded to but i hope i don't take those into my own hands i think time and experiences do jade you but i i stand by like i think it cracked him when his when his daughter died It, it like snapped him in half his moral fiber gone and like I feel like for them, I don't know, they never really say, but I feel like for the most part, this guy was doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this thing broke him. Um, so there's no way to know that from the movie, but um, I think that they were showing that like, we're all something really bad happening to us. We're all that close to like being able to be faced with this decision. And everybody was like Ed Harris, Morgan Freeman, Casey, like they were all faced with this decision of like, what do we do? Yeah. That woman tried to shoot him. (laughs) Yeah. That that was crazy. (laughs) Cocaine, man. Never again. Sorry, Nick. We're talking a lot sorry, about what? just the ending. Yeah, um, Nick. What, 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 no, this was a great. This sorry, was a Nick. great conversation. No, this, this I love this. The, this was the bulk of what this I wanted to talk about. It's what um, everyone wants to talk about. Gone, baby, gone, baby. You, gone. You, you know, you know something I found really interesting, and it happened at the end. It was super subtle, and I think this was kind of a commentary on just how bad of a mom she was. <laughs> Oh, back uh, to this. Back to this. No, no, no. I'm not going to bring it fully back, but I, it's it's something that I did notice was um, I think for the whole time they were calling her doll a different name. Right. And then she's like, no, it's it's Annabelle. Annabelle. Not, not Maribel, Annabelle. And it was like they didn't even know that, that detail. They were just like, I don't know. It's something like Maribel or something like that. And it was like they didn't even know like that, that detail about their own kid, their own doll, like kids dolls name that it was just like, I don't know. It was just kind of this offhanded thing that happened right at the end of the movie where it was like, man, truth be told, I can't keep track. They did not care of my, (laughs) of my nieces dolls names. They kept, yeah, but there's, you're not the father. And, uh, uh, Caleb, you're also too busy being a junkie over there. Having your cocaine. I do want to say one of my favorite parts of this movie is I'm like 99% certain that Kiefer Sutherland was in that bar. And this is this is a full of it. No, no, this this is like a 2000s era crime drama, and one of the tough guys at the bar who's like, "Don't talk about people you don't know about." That was not Kiefer Sutherland. Nope. I'm almost certain it is. (laughs) Wasn't. 
And if it is, no. that is the biggest misdirect you could put in a 2000s movie <laughs> is to have Keith Kiefer Sutherland in it and no. have him not be the bad guy. It was not him, but I'm he was sure it was. He, was. he was a total jerk. Yeah. I, I Googled gone baby gone Kiefer Sutherland and nothing's coming up. Nothing? Yep. No, it was not oh, him. Look. Well, his brother, I see Keith Kiefer Sutherland's Sutherland <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese Keith. patrons. Keith and Kiefer. Uh, phenomenal. Um. Yeah, she wasn't a great mom, was she? No. But but you know that. When is it your choice to decide? Is it your choice, or do we trust the people who have studied this is, these things? This is know? an open discussion. Yeah. It's not <sighs> my choice. I'm not free. an expert. Feel free. I think I know, but I'm not going to take that in my own hands. Did you know what's Did interesting? You, what? Oh, so, Amy Ryan yeah. plays Holly, Holly in The Office. Yeah. Holly. Uh, a love interest of Michael's. Yes. Another very, love and Amy Ryan in this movie. Her yeah. name's Helene. Hmm. Another love interest of Michael's in the office is Pam's mom. Pam's mom's name. Helene. You don't think Yikes. they knew it's not possible. They knew. Yikes. This is in the same universe. <laughs> they knew. No, it's definitely not. Yeah. You think she it's got her life universe. together and started working at a paper company? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh Yeah. Holly is Amanda. Uh, oh, whoa. <laughs> what? Yeah. The Holy office takes crazy. place in 2045. It all makes sense. Um, Nick, do you have anything else you wanted to point out here? Yeah. As far as like, I mean, obviously we've been talking a lot about like the, the moral, you know, justice questions. What about like, as far as like mystery, like, I mean, it was the first time that you both have seen it. Cody and Eric. Was it like, a good mystery do you feel like you saw things coming were you caught off guard i agree i think jared you said something at the beginning of like the flashbacks i wish they would have assumed that the audience was smart enough to catch things like they just like yeah. really spelled it out which i think took some things away but overall like yeah how did how did you think and everyone just the mystery element of it i i remember thinking uh i don't remember what the actor's name is but um the guy with the mustache great mustache <laughs> holy cow yeah. huh uh, no, I don't even remember his name almost, is in the movie. He's almost as good of a mustache of the new, now. the new film. Because he's artwork. he's he's the guy. He's Bosch. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah, Bosch. Yeah. 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 Um. Anyway, so I remember thinking really early, like when they were like asking them to be the the private investigators to be a part of it. I was like. I bet this guy did some like stuff with with this, and then I started thinking about it more and more, and I was like, why the heck would he do it? Why? Like, and so I banished it from my mind because I was like, he wouldn't, he's trying to find them and he got private investigators in on this. So it didn't make any sense. So from a mystery perspective, I, I thought it was very surprising. I was just like, wow, this is, this is, um, I did not kind of see where this was, uh, you know, evolving into based on like this thing happened. Nope, misdirect, this thing happened. Misdirect again, this thing happened. You didn't know the full story. Actually, it's Morgan Freeman. And it's just like, oh yeah. my God, this thing was... So it had a lot of thing, but it didn't ever feel like false ending, false ending, false... It was just it was just kind of like, oh, we don't have the full story. And he just like, he. it doesn't sit well with him. And I kind of like that. I kind of like that because I was like, ooh, it's not over yet. So I thought it was very, um, very rewarding in my opinion. Yeah, I was going to say pretty similar. Um, it did feel like a lot of twists yep. to me. Yeah. But I think by the... And I kind of felt that in the movie where I was like, okay. Ain't that the way, though? Ain't 
that just the way. Another one, another one. I knew, like, I knew that it was going to get, I knew there was going to be a third one by the time the second one happened. And yeah. so I felt that during the movie, but in the end, it was like this twisting, kind of like you were saying, Eric, wasn't for the sake of it. It was showing how twisted the world is and how, you know, I think the premise of the movie is a little far fetched. Like, mm. I know that, like, crazier stuff has probably happened, but, right. like, you know, police unit conspires to steal child is like a little out there i think mm -hmm. just a little bit for me mm -hmm. just premise wise but i think it's it's all serves the conversation that this movie is trying to have well enough that it's not like really a big knock against it right right killed um no you guys said it all i think um cool jerry yeah the, the flash <laughs> Yeah, so I'll say all the things Caleb didn't notice about the mystery could, in this movie. Could do without, yeah, could do without some of the flashbacks. Flashbacks um, are weak. It feels like a crutch. Um, but like, I, and I like, like what actually, this is what actually happened, kind of. What, you know, what I watched um, I watched oh, the video the today of the, uh, the breakdown of the Shiv Tom balcony scene oh, in season four yeah, of Succession. And the editor was talking about how they had a lot of shots of cutting to people's reactions of watching them from outside. And he's like, we had them in there, but we edited it out because it like took away the tension. That's what I feel like the flashbacks in this movie did. Mm -hmm. They took away the tension that we were already feeling by, by mm -hmm. trying to add too much in to fill in blanks for like us that we didn't need. Like the exposition of what happened. Yeah. But, right. I um, but I, I do like the structure of it. Of uh, Jared, I think you mentioned like it's kind of like three mysteries in one and you're they kind of build on each other. Um, right, right. And I think that's a fun way to kind of structure it and helps pace things well. You know, I like the Noiri voiceover after the first mystery or the beginning of the first mystery and the beginning of the second mystery. Mm-hmm. And then um, yeah. it doesn't come back to it, which I found interesting. There's like a brief uh, voiceover interlude in between the first two. Yeah. And it's almost like there's two halves of the movie. Um, okay. Yeah. I liked yeah. that. I loved the, the I liked narration. that the whole mystery led to him driving around alone at the end. That's very noir -y. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe because I knew it, I didn't feel twisty to me. <laughs> maybe right. Because I've seen it like 15 years ago or whatever. They would be for you. They'd just be the. Turn. They're not twists. So they'd I did Yeah. So it's interesting. Like, I didn't even watch it as like a a mystery. I more watched it as a noir. Yeah. A more of a moral moral question, ethical dilemma. Noir because the whole time it's like, well, Morgan Freeman's introduced. You know what he's about. You see Ed Harris. You know what he's about. Right. Um, yeah. It's almost like he and Michelle Monaghan are just in this already pre-planned thing mm -hmm. that they think they're investigating. Like the lead that they have in the first mystery isn't the lead to Amanda ultimately. No. Um, the second lead is to help find another kid. And yeah. all that leads to is just Ed Harris getting drunk. So he gets information out of him. Yeah. So it's like the first two mysteries are like, Related, but not related to the thing. He doesn't yeah. even really get on the mystery until the last half. So, yeah, um, it's more like he's caught in a plot that he has no power over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And then the second he decides, this is what's interesting. The second he decides, you know what? I shouldn't have killed that guy. Yeah. I was wrong. I'm not going to take justice into my own hands anymore mm -hmm. is when uh, justice comes to him through Ed Harris being drunk. 
Wow. Yeah. He doesn't even go looking for it. He's rewarded. He's re- not rewarded, but kids. yeah, in a way. <laughs> right. It's yeah. like, oh, you're now we're you're going to find this out because you've realized that this is not the way it should be done. And, and yeah, it's a little. I think it's a little trickier and denser than uh, the surface would show. Yes, and I I, I think to that point. Uh, I mean, this is to go against what you guys have been saying about the flashbacks, but um, I, I I felt like they almost helped because it was super dense and a lot of stuff was being, you know, a lot of the exposition was being like spoken and told. It was and for I was the like, average moviegoer. I was like, oof, this is going in so many directions. What are they saying? How does that tie back into that? And then, and then when they would show the flashback, it would just be kind of like... Oh, okay. This, I mean, some of them didn't need to be there. I, some of them were very basic. It was like, you know, when he was describing, like, I was upstairs with Amanda, then they came in through the door. It's like, you don't need to do a flashback. Like we can, we get it. Like we, we can visualize that, but I don't know. Some of it helped tie in because yeah, it was just, I felt like it was turning so much that I was getting, um, I was getting dizzy guys, uh, a little bit from it. So not to be mistaken by the spoiler roller coaster something well, different yeah, altogether yeah no, to no loop-de-loops a little spoiler teacup action do you think um so michelle monaghan had her grief thing yeah and casey affleck was giving her her time and then we talking about her now <laughs> yeah i thought she was actually a really interesting character because she was helping with the investigation but she's yep. quiet she's actually good for him to go in in those interrogations because there's a woman there so they might get less violent just because she's there. it's actually a pretty good move she also warned him, like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah, I think she gets over her grief of the Amanda thing. And then Casey, and she's proud of him for killing that dude. And then Casey yeah. starts investigating it again. Yep. She starts pulling away before yeah. um, that last part. Yeah. And I don't know if it's like she, she got be- over it, so she doesn't want to have to deal with it anymore. Yeah. So the fact that her man... She's like, he was patient with her, but she wasn't patient with him and how he was dealing with it by still going after Well, it. she didn't want to go back down that road, dude. Yeah. No. Anyways. Not at all. Um, yeah. That was just a thought. I don't I have nothing so, to do with that. So you think, you think that her, her being like giving him an ultimatum at the end, uh, um, when he was going to give the kid back, um, that wasn't a surprise that had been building that. Yeah. Which I think was something the movie did subtly, which made that very, surprise su- very not subtly. feel so, uh, yeah. Stupid at the end. It made it have some weight. Like, cause that's the kind of thing yeah. in a movie that's hard to do well, mm-hmm. where it's like, you actually feel that. I feel like, I feel like it's usually phoned in by some very obvious conversations and it wasn't until that conversation, but it's okay. like, but you could feel that tension building. I just wanted to say they did that very well. Yeah. Okay. Whoever wrote this, I don't know if it was Benny boy, but yeah, very good writing. Do we, do we agree with her, um, saying if you it, don't give this kid back, she gives him like, Hey, she has a good life here. Let's just leave her here. Let's not call the. Here's the other thing services. the movie does, right? I'm begging. We're you talking not about to do people it. with really strong consciences. Yeah. Um, Casey Affleck included. She's just right away, right? Like I'm going to just leave you. And then she comes and grabs her things, and he comes and he's like, "Can we talk about it for a minute?" Yeah. He's like, "I'm willing to talk about this more," and she's yeah. just like, "Nope, 
I have my perspective, which is the difference between Casey. He's willing to live in that gray, do the right thing while considering other perspectives and not taking it into his own hands where everyone's like, I'm taking it into my own hands. And if you disagree with me, I'm out. Well, for her, it's it's black and white, Jared. Yeah. She she doesn't say like, no, she says, what's there to talk about? Yeah. And in, in her position, I agree. Her issue is with what he did. He can't take that back. There's nothing really to talk about. But her issue is she's not even willing to consider the other side. No, she's not. And she told him that on the road. Yeah. She's like, if you do this, I will resent you like for the Ed rest, wasn't willing for the rest to of my life. Ed Harris wasn't willing to consider the other side because Casey's like, maybe I was wrong. And Ed's like, no. Morgan Freeman wasn't. He just like straight goes into manipulation mode. Yes. Casey Affleck the whole time's like, I don't really know, but I think this is right. So I'm going to do this. Yeah. No, if she stayed with him, if she yeah. somehow talked about it and stayed with him, she still would have resented him. She still would have not like maybe. seen him as making the right decision. And that was the crux of the problem in their relationship. I don't know how long they were together. This could have been the right decision for her to make. Anyways, you guys have a favorite shot? The writer? Oh, <laughs> I, I, I no, say, no, 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 no. The guy that wrote the novel for this. This is okay. a, this was a novel. Oh, wow. Wrote uh, two other novels that were made into big movies. Gone Girl? Can you name? No. <laughs> Can you name? I bet Mystic River. Mystic River's one of them. Hey! Whoa. Mystic River. And Is that Sean Penn? Sean Penn? Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one, Shutter Island. No oh. way. Oh my gosh. I do not. I kid you not. I do not feel that from this guy. That's very interesting. Uh, also, the know. twists, I've never turns, seen the drop. I guess. Oh, Mysteries. Yeah. Very, very different uh, vibe, though. I, he likes noir. Yeah. Shutter Island's kind of Oh, I did not. I got to rewatch that because I did not get that vibe. Man, I rewatched Shutter Island and that was a departed for me. I was like, man, Martin had a, he had a couple misses in the 2000s. Anyways, I'll stop. <laughs> Shutter flop. <laughs> um, Flutter uh, Island. What else do you think of Nick? Well, how long have we been going for a while? Yeah. No, we've been going for we've a We've been bit. going for an hour. Yeah. Over an hour. Yeah, what else you got? I don't know if I have anything else. <laughs> then you, you can feel free to. to uh, do you agree with us, or do you think we're wrong? I think you guys are saying things very objectively, and that's why I said at the very beginning, I was like, it depends on the day. And I think today I'm more on the side of like, I think it's way more complicated than that. I can't, yeah. like, even I feel like I have way more compassion for Michelle's character, the, the girlfriend of like, I totally like watching this again mm. and once again i think like watching it with like the idea of like my niece zoe like it's just like i want what's best for her like i get where she's coming from yeah and i don't, I don't know i think so i mean once again like talk to me tomorrow I'll be like yeah morgan sucks i, yeah. I don't know it kind of it kind of depends and that's what i like about this movie is i think yeah it really i i appreciate what you guys are saying but i think it really puts it in a perspective where it's like you can see both sides and yeah, yeah. depending on where you sit you can agree with the decision of either yeah i think morgan's whole crux is just like all of you don't understand because you have not experienced what i've experienced yeah. and then you start to think okay what if one of my family members or my nieces or nephew or what if i had a daughter or a son and this happened yeah. to me what would I do? I would want to believe that I'm Casey Affleck, but yeah. am I just another Morgan? <laughs> am I just another Morgan Freeman? And it is, it is so hard to tell. 
We should start asking ourselves that not, each morning. Not am saying, I just Morgan am I Freeman? Casey or Casey or am I Morgan? Morgan? Am I Casey or Morgan? Yeah. I'm Ed, baby. <laughs> Ed. Oh, no. Oh, no. Give me that shot-off shotgun. Oh. I'm going in the house. Oh, God. No, and, and to be very clear, not the Morgan that steals a child, but a Morgan that does whatever hmm. he needs to do to get his his kid back. And, yeah, it's... Ugh, yeah, that's that's a super that's a super hard one. And the brilliance, the brilliance of this movie is it uses the the child as the the object of that in a way because that's the thing that everyone can be like, yeah, mistreating that is like the worst thing in in human history. Yeah, that's why they put in right as Ed was dying. They're just like Ed's a, Ed's a piece of. Shit. And Ed's like, I love children. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Oh, maybe he's I a great guy. That. <laughs> I, I thought about that during the movie too, that the argument of children, and you see this a lot in politics too, hmm. is it's like, think of the children. Right. And it's used the for every argument. The books. <laughs> <laughs> right, Elf? <laughs> that's, that's a good one. I love that. Good pull. That's, good pull. that's a great... <laughs> But I think it, 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 you're right that it it is one of the most like difficult arguments to argue mm-hmm. against. Is mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm doing this for a child or for children. Yeah. But it's like mob bosses justify mm-hmm. everything they do. It's like, well, I'm doing it for my kids. I'm doing it for my right. family, and it's like easy for Casey to make the decision. He's never had a kid. Well, we don't. I like, think I think oof. that that is a part of it. I think no, it that's is, what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah. that, it's throwing that all out there is just like, yeah. Oof. John Doe has the upper hand, right? <laughs> well, there comes you, Jane. Here comes you, Jane with a big swing, and it's an uppercut. Okay, okay. I was doing a Morgan Freeman. Are we doing <laughs> best shot, or like, are we doing favorite shots? No, dude, we're, we're, we've gone way okay. too long. We've right? gone way too long. Gone we do way too long. It's not a very visual <laughs> we, movie. I like some drone shots. Okay, that's it. There you go. There Last you go. shot. Some what? Dr- some of the helicopter. Two thousand seven, dude. Yeah, I helicopter. I will say that this movie has made me want to watch. Uh, Manchester by the Sea more. Have you not seen it? Have you no. seen Assassination of Jesse James by the Carol Wyvern Yes, Ford? of course, of course, of course. But I'm just, but I'm just saying, like, that's also sad, Casey. <laughs> so it's just like, is there any other kind? Of- <laughs> There's oceans. There's oceans. Oppenheimer. Casey. Yeah, that's yeah. Casey on a mission. Oh yeah, yeah. That's Casey on a that. mission. But yeah, there's no, Casey directing cool. fake Joaquin Phoenix rapper. I love that Casey. Oh, oh yeah. my god, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> God. Nick, close us out, please. Well, I just wanted to say thanks. I oh, you're this is one welcome. of my favorite movies. So I just I'm this mm. was the conversation that I was looking for. So yeah. I'm very good, good, good thankful good. to be on the podcast and to watch one of my favorite movies with you guys. Well, so. thanks for spearheading it. This was awesome. This is loved having you. Yeah, love having these kinds of discussions uh, when it kind of evolves into that. I, I have no problem going off on that. What was it like? Probably like a forty minute tangent in the beginning where we were just like screaming. It was mainly just me and Jared. Well, that's, I mean, that's a, that's the power of a good movie, right? It doesn't yep. draw attention. Well, some good movies. It doesn't draw attention to itself. It makes you argue about what it's trying to argue. Love a deeper meaning. Yeah. Yeah. And well, thanks, Nick. Yeah. Thanks for coming on again uh, so much for Snobby's Choice, number two. Uh, and then we got what? Nick Maddie the Baddie. We got Spooktober now. We got Spooktober now. Nick Maddie the Baddie. Yeah. I, I, almost, so, I told Nick what I'm choosing for Spooktober. And oh, I told did? him. Because I thought we were doing that yeah. today, no. and so I told him, and I Nick watched the trailer. And I don't know about that. <laughs> I was like, hey, you know what? I actually think it's a bonus week. It's like a buffer week, so let's, let's just have you on. Glad Nick. Me too. So I'm a, I'm 
anxious to hear. I will, oh, anxious well, I to hear. Oh, right no. Oh, we don't do that anymore. the right word, Eric. Yeah. <sighs> hey, don't, no spoilers. Wait, you know what it is? Jared too? knows because he won't be here. Uh, I'll so be a late garden. Any of you guys can bring a, bring a guest? Fantastic. All right. Yeah, we'll think about okay. it. Cool. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time for Spooktober. Uh, let it begin. It, yeah. You guys are watching do Muppet that. Haunted Mansion. Don't do that. Oh, I, All don't, right. I don't love it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>